when I was a child. My favorite story was about a man who lived forever, but his eyes were heavy with the weight of all he'd seen. The gunslinger is a cyborg, half man, half machine. A weapon. I'll kill the next person to step over that line. Make sure it's kicks. We can end this right now. We can save everyone right now. This is not how we roll, and you know it. You better turn in tomorrow. The Discussing Network presents Discussing Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I am Kyle Jones, and I want to say welcome back. And I'm going to start this week with Clarence Brown. Clarence, how are you? Well, howdy, partner. I'm I'm doing well, sir. I'm doing quite well. How are you doing today? Well, all I can say is this is your fault, because if I get this in my head that I am going to sound more country than I normally do, it is a your fault if I keep this throughout. And if I start doing it, your fault. And whose fault is probably also going to be? It is probably also going to be Mr. Lee Shackelford. Mr. Lee Shackelford, how are you tonight? I'm just uh, looking at the clock and realizing I've got someplace else that I need to be. I got, <laughs> oh, I got, I so got other things are. I got to, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. mercy, mercy, <sighs> man. Is, is, it, is where you got to be a town for <sighs> mercy? It is Clarence Brown's fault, I tell you. It's, yeah, anywhere but here. Anyway, we're going for cowboy, not country, uh, southern. Yeah, I think uh, I think you, you fell off. I the, don't uh, know anything about cowboys and country southern. I thought they all sounded alike. Yeah. Ooh, that's. Yeah. I'm sorry. No offense for anybody that's, listening. I'm from the south. I can't help it. Culturally I, insensitive. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you know yeah. what's not culturally insensitive? Mm. The fact that we have some news that will be passed. News. So yes, how's that for a rescue? That's pretty good. I have some too that I, don't, I that I think even you don't know. So, mm. Oh, cool. Oh, yes. So why don't you go first, and then I'll tell you my past news that I'll let you talk about. Well, there's um a, a um, an industry award called the Tellys, T E L L Y, uh, and it's about um, you know uh, non network video about uh, cable and you know, the internet and all of that stuff. And they added a category this year, uh, a bunch of categories actually to deal with all of the new forms of media that are coming along, mm. including podcasts, audio drama podcasts, and guess who has won uh, a telly for her voice acting mm. on relativity. Oh, yes. Mm. Yes. So, a telly for Elena Jordan, and we're still trying to kind of track, run this to ground because she she sent me all the web links about it, and when I looked on the site, what it cites is the award goes to Relativity, hmm. and then it goes oh. on to say, you know, um, voice, uh, you know, lead voice actor uh, Elena Jordan is uh, Sophia, but it also mentions the uh, the guy who is what? her counterpart on what? the show. Hmm. So we're Dr. Mason, but she of course. Got, exactly. But she got the email saying, uh, you won. So we know that she has a telly, the show or I or the 
three of us or something may I don't know. We're we're trying to figure it all out. So so that's my news, nebulous though it is. But the one thing mm-hmm. we're sure of there is Elena Jordan finally getting, you know, a literal trophy Yay. for the amazing work that she did. Awesome. Relativity. Yeah. And that's T E L L Y awards? Correct. Yes. And that is so Look too cool. That gets me a funny pun joke that I can say that you're all on the telly now. Oh, that's good. <laughs> it is funny that, that our audio drama is being treated like a TV show all over the place. I mean, the Ava Digital Awards, you know, mm-hmm. that we, we also won one of. Yep. It's, it's digital video is <laughs> really, I mean, but they, they, they expanded the, uh, the definition to include these audio things. And now we have, a t- she has a telly award. And if you, and if you go to my IMDB page, it shows that one of the things that I've done is I've written this TV series called Relative. <laughs> it's, it's very, it's very weird. Well, that is a message from the future. Yeah. That can only mean uh, one yeah. thing. Uh, Netflix. We're yeah. knocking on your door. <laughs> well, like I told a, a filmmaker buddy today, I said, I estimate our budget at $11 billion. <laughs> so I, I don't know. You probably could do a a, a film of uh, relativity without it uh, being ridiculous in this day and age of the green screen studio. And yeah, you know, one of those fancy, get one of those fancy Mandalorian walls. We can do this. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, so that's my news. Well, well, let me let me add one thing real quick to mm. that. One of the beauties that I think of us, you know, of course, promoting relativity through the course of this podcast when we're talking about it. But the other part of it is being able to talk about it at the beginning when it was just a concept and now kind of lived through it. And what's really, mm-hmm. really cool to me is the story ha- has concluded. And now at its conclusion, now that there's no more coming out, people seem to be recognizing it. And I'm really glad for that. Not that yeah. you didn't get recognition. All of you guys didn't get recognition before. Oh, sure. But it's like once that entirety of the story was told, people seem to appreciate it more does that make sense mm, yeah or something yeah hey right it no it sounds cool so there like, you go like like the holy spirit you were with us before the beginning <laughs> nah. well speaking of before the beginning mm-hmm. let's just let, let's think for a second because we're actually after the beginning of something that you my friend lee shackleford oh. will be doing this Saturday. So as people are listening to this right now, we are recording this before the beginning, but people listening will be listening after the ending. So what is this event this Saturday, Lee Shackelford, that you will be doing in the middle of the beginning and the end? You're right. This is now officially the most wibbly wobbly timey wimey thing we've ever done. Is for me <laughs> Bingo, to sit here, go for, sit here for me to sit here on Tuesday talking about Who Lanta, which will be this Saturday. And by the time this episode comes out, we'll 
almost certainly have already come and gone. But uh, yeah, there's there, uh, Alan Seiler, our friend who is uh, the, the brains behind this whole operation. He's put together a panel discussion about the fourth doctor, uh, which sadly does not include Tom Baker, but it will be us talking about him, uh, both hymns, the character and the actor. That will be at five o'clock Eastern time on Saturday. The 30th. So I, I'm delighted to be asked to participate. And I just said Saturday was the 30th. Saturday is the 29th. Not that it matters because it's already happened, right? <laughs> right. Okay. Anyway, but I, I'm just, I'm, I'm delighted because I, I could talk about the fourth doctor and Tom forever. So. Yeah. And, and, and I'll add fret not because I believe you can still watch last year's Atlanta on the Facebook page. So they should be available to watch unless I was uh, wondering about that. Yeah, unless Alan changes, changes up this year, it should be on the on Facebook page. I think well, they'll have some some copyrighted material that they may not be able to to keep. Mm. But um, but yeah, the, but a panel like this. Yeah, that should be. Interesting. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I have it on good authority from the future that you oh. did a fantastic job. Absolutely fantastic. Oh, God, so what a relief. Yes. So just just go into it knowing that you're going to have a fun time. It's going to be fun. And glad you did it because you represented us well. So thank you, sir. You rock, Did sir. I say thank you? Did I say <laughs> discussing who too many times? No, never enough. All right. Never enough. Well, gentlemen, really, really quick before we move on, I do want to mention one thing. There are those of you who are listening who have been commenting on our Facebook page. I mean, who have been commenting on posts on our Facebook page that I have been missing recently. And thanks to Clarence bringing it to my attention, we have missed some awesome feedback from you guys. So let me just apologize on behalf of all of us for missing that. I just want to call out a few names because you guys always give us some great feedback. Janet Hall, Vanessa McNamara, Ian Williams, Clara Ashton, Kevin O'Brien, Sarah Warren. Thank you guys. You guys do a, a lot of our commenting on Facebook. So I hope I did not miss anyone. But if I did, I apologize. Secondly, to you guys, but I just want to recognize those few people real quick, particularly something that Sarah Warren gave us as feedback this week. And Clarence, this is for you. She says that she is still listening every week and is excited to start season seven. Clara's her least favorite companion, so she's interested in reassessing her. So maybe you can turn Sarah's opinion around. Yeah, I will very much enjoy enjoy reassessing her myself. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we can uh, you know turn the tide a little bit on her opinion. Awesome, awesome. Mm. Well, just for the record, this is my I like Clara error. So just FYI. All right, all right. Well, no, we'll see. All right. So, gentlemen, do either of you have any other items before we move into the review for why we are here? I don't believe so. I didn't. I didn't watch while we were here. I watched a, count, a town called Mercy. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Uh, did I? So, I wrong, huh? Did I watch the wrong thing? No, you. No, you. <laughs> you watched the right thing. You're, are you really being serious? No, I'm joking. Go ahead, cut this out. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, you had me there. All right. All right. So, if you have not seen a town called Mercy, go out, watch the episode, come back because from this moment forward spoilers affirmative spoilers spoilers 
We'll spoil this. And I killed Sparky, too. Alrighty, the spoiler warning has gone out, and we are back to review A Town Called Mercy. This was the third episode of the 2012-2013 series of Doctor Who, first airing on the 15th of September, 2012. It starred Matt Smith as the 11th Doctor, Karen Gillan as Amy Pond, and Arthur Darville as Rory William. Lee Shackelford, what say ye? Some review. What did you think of this episode? Haven't seen it since it aired. Um, kind of felt like it didn't do a whole lot with its hour. So I saw it again today for the first time in all those years. And I think I remembered it correctly. Mm. Mm. Clarence yep. Brown. I think I enjoyed it. I think I really did. And maybe my reasons for reason for liking it is more to do with the Western aesthetic than maybe just the overall story. Uh, because there wasn't a lot in the plot, um, to me, but all of the Western things, bells and whistles, um, tickled my fancy. And I can see if you're, if you're not into that, you probably, <laughs> you probably wouldn't be in the, in this episode at all, but I really, I, I think I enjoyed it. What about you, man? Mm. This is why I love doing this because once again, I fall right in the middle of the two of you. And I will say, I have not, I don't think seen this since it originally aired pretty darn sure i haven't seen it since it originally aired and for the reason that clarence liked it is the reason i did not like it Mm. (laughs) i thought the western was just a little bit corny i thought it would have been better without the western but i think it was okay it's not the worst i've seen but yeah, and, and I wasn't bored. I mean, it was okay in that aspect, but uh, that's kind of my feeling of it. Uh. Interesting. Well, this, this scriptwriter is the one who gave us the God complex. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And school reunion. See? And yeah. I love school reunion. Right. But do we love school reunion just because of Sarah Jane? Okay, let's ask uh, um, Clarence. You, do we love it? Because of Sarah Jane. I mean, what do you think? I mean, I think you do, but... Um, See, I think that's fair. I think Clarence is the only one who can be objective here. Yeah. Right. And, that, and that's why I put it back <laughs> so, to him. Right. I think. So, yeah, I don't, I don't remember loving that episode other than you guys, yeah. you know, very much happy uh, about who was in it. And, you know, other than that, I don't, I don't think it was, it was one of my favorites. And also the guy complex, of course, not a... Just a fantastic episode. Heck, it's good points as well. But, you know, I don't think we love yeah. that one either. But And Vampires of Venice. <laughs> I, mm. <laughs> See, it's complicated. Eh? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. See, you've got me thinking with School Reunion. And I'm thinking back of every time I've watched School Reunion. And I don't traditionally watch School Reunion. I watch bits and pieces of school reunion Interesting. mainly sarah jane in it with rose sarah jane in it with the doctor sarah jane in it with mickey sarah, sarah, sarah jane sarah jane sarah jane so i think you hit it perfectly with that question i don't really like school reunion i like the fact of sarah jane interacting with the the other characters yeah and i think when i look at all of these stories that this writer has has written that's kind of the things i like about them if i just look at the whole it's like the conflict between 
the people in it, you know, not necessarily the big bad, but the inter the conflict between the group. It's kind of what makes those memorable in a way. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so I want to focus on a little bit for the Western setting and Clarence, tell us what about it. And there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I think that's cool because different people did get different things. But what about the Western setting spoke to you? What made you, what made you pinpoint that as something that you liked about it? Well, first off, to see what I believe to be mostly British actors doing this, um, not Southern cowboy, but Western accent. Right. Uh, I found that really cool. And, you know, I'm assuming most of these actors are, are British. Um, mm-hmm. but I just, yeah. I just like seeing them portray that accent much like, you know, we do all the time. We try to do our British accent. So I, you know, I really, I really enjoyed that. I love the, some of the camera work in this episode. Um, mainly there's a few scenes with Amy where the camera kind of does a flyby beside her. And I thought that was a very Western type aesthetic. And even when we have the showdown, some of the, the fast zoom in to the doctor and the gunslinger, you know, <laughs> that's, yes. that's another Western aesthetic. <clears throat> um, when they first bring the doctor out of the bar and the way they kind of pan the camera in, you know, just little stuff like that is the stuff that I liked. Now we didn't get the, um, the bush going across the street or, or I don't even think we had the, <laughs> the double doors in the bar or in the, in the we saloon. We did have that. We yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We did get that one. I, yeah. I didn't know. But I yeah, didn't know. All the that. tropes are there. Yeah. Yeah. But and, but and the, and the high shot looking down inside the bar when the doctor walks in and the piano player stops. Yes. Yes. Just yes. all of that stuff. The, the you know, the, the zoom in that there was a, a frame when the doctor's out there for the showdown and the camera is on, it's probably two thirds on Matt Smith and we see the high noon on the clock in the background, you know, stuff like that right. is the stuff I like, you know, and I'm not even a huge Western person. But, you know, it just it got me. It hit me. I don't know. So, Lee, what were your thoughts, particularly on the Western setting? Do you did you like it or nay? I I think I am kind of on the fence about it because um, this is, you know, I grew up in the time when everything on television was a Western. (laughs) And most of what you saw when you went to the movies was a Western. And I'd like to come back to that because I think there's a reason why in on radio in movies on the early days of television, America got fixated on this idea of the American Old West, which is really not very much like, as near as we can tell, what it was really like. <laughs> but but the, but we imprinted on this at this time in American history. Um, well, I'll go ahead and say it <laughs> since I started it. Because it, it, it gives an opportunity to do morality stories. I mean, in the territories out west – um, as they used to say on the, the radio version of uh, uh, Gunsmoke, there's only one law, and it's that man with the badge. Mm. Um, and so what's right and what's wrong gets down to what individuals believe is what's right and what's wrong. Mm. And, you know, th- those, are, those are great stories to tell about putting people in difficult situations. And then, you know, the, 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 the expression that um, character is who you are when – when the lights are off or, you know, characters who you are when nobody can see you. What do you do when you're in those situations where the only judge on you is God, if you believe that, or you, 
you know and and so these these tales of the old west they they gave us a chance to tell lots of stories like that to explore why people do the things they do and you know that's endless that's that's boundless you can do that forever and we tried to you know <laughs> and it's why gene roddenberry pitched his far out tv show that he wanted to do in 1965 66 as being wagon train to the stars you know, because that was the only way he thought that that network executives would even take it seriously. It's going to be all the things you expect from a uh, uh, an episodic TV show set in the old west, but we're going to do it in outer space. And he's right; that's what it was. Um, and so I I, I I I can get excited about the fact that Doctor Who is going to do that. And I think that's the one thing about this episode that I really like is that they did it. This town is called Mercy. Okay, what does that mean? To whom are you merciful? And and so the the story as it unfolds, it really gets down there with it. The doctor is a pacifist. He's going to point a put have a gun in somebody's face before this episode's over. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's his companion who says, "What are you doing?" So I, I love the fact that the script takes us to to that to this this question about right and wrong and justice and punishment and revenge and um, you know and 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 people's own awareness of their their crimes what if you have done terrible things in the past but you've really changed do you still need to hang or get shot in the face by a cyborg because of the things you used to do is that you know so so the the episode takes us there and makes us do all that stuff in a meta sense i love this um before we we started the call uh clarence was uh, whistling the uh the theme from uh, the good the bad and the ugly um, talk about films that I grew up with because they were on TV endlessly. Uh, the <clears throat> those we we called them spaghetti westerns because uh, we thought they were filmed in Italy. They were made by Italian companies, but they were shot in Spain. Um, uh, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, um, a fistful of dollars, and for a few dollars more. And the connection why I thought it was cool that Clarence was whistling that was because they were shot on this location that they used in Spain for a town called Mercy. Really. That's really? Cool. <laughs> yep. Wow. It's all still there, and they can dress that that set up. And so all of these British actors are out there pretending to be from the American West, and they're in Spain. Wow. That is amazing. And Doctor Who had not shot in Spain since. Oh, Kyle, oh I bet I know. I know. I Kyle know. Kyle knows. <laughs> yes. The two doctors. Our favorite episode <laughs> yes. of the classic series. Yeah. Shakai from the Quantum <sighs> Grid. Exactly. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so here we are in Spain, uh, pretending it's the American Old West, and, and there's a cyborg and an alien doctor. And, uh, yeah, so that's, I've already talked enough, so I'll shut up. For All right, while. so, yeah. well, no, no, because it, you guys made me think of something, because, you know, I always say, well, I was thinking while you guys were talking, mm-hmm. and I was. Yeah, I uh, so. but, and I was thinking about something that I had not thought about, and, I think the reason I didn't like the Western aspect was not because of the Western. I think it was how the alienness was treated. And what I mean by that is I think this particular story with the uh, cyborg bounty hunter or seeking revenge thing would have played out on a base in space under siege kind of thing. Whereas someone is killing off these people and the doctor has to save because this doctor that's there that's taking care of everyone is actually someone else. I think I would have personally enjoyed it better. Now, what 
I'll give you an example of one where I think alienness was better incorporated into the story than this is, and it was a period piece, was from series 11 with the 13th Doctor, the episode The Witch Finders. I think the alienness was incorporated much better into the story at the time and the events at the time and making it almost more organic, whereas this just was this town out in somewhere and here's the alien and here comes the bounty hunter. It just seemed more organic to me. All right, well, moving on, I will mention really briefly, since we're talking about the setting, I want to talk really quick about a horse named Susan. Any <laughs> thoughts of a horse named Susan? Either one of you. Yeah, I, w- I think I would say that for my uh, my favorite line because uh, I do love that. Um, I think from well, then let well we can save it if we want to. <laughs> or our modern sensibility would say if um, the horse is really Susan and has been called Joshua, then that's not a choice. And the doctor says he, he wants you to appreciate, respect his choice. But he does call the horse he. So I'm trying to be pronoun sensitive. So it just hit me as I was saying that. The doctor says he, so it's okay. Never mind. Uh, the, only thing I, <laughs> the only thing I'll add is that I don't like the doctor talking to babies and talking to animals. I just, it's, it's just too much. It's just too much for me. <laughs> I love that we're on opposite sides of the fence about that. I love that. Every time he says, I speak baby or I speak speak horse or whatever it is, that just cracks me up. But I I love the fact that he he speaks baby, if only because when we're talking to um, Baby River Song, she immediately mocks his bow tie. (laughs) And I I think it's worth it just for that. But, you know, no, it doesn't. It looks cool. (laughs) (sighs) Well, I like this for a particular reason that had nothing to do with the horse and the the doctor i just thought that this was probably one of the first hints slash nods that we are beginning our trek to the 50th anniversary because the horse is named susan i mean you know i just thought that was a cool doctor who you know, tip of the hat to you know susan <laughs> and i certainly i didn't think of that at all but yeah why not yeah i mean i i actually remember watching this and saying out loud oh cool he said susan <laughs> so all right so gentlemen i have a question for you and and i'm going to open clarence i think i'll open this one up to you first who was the story's villain <sighs> that is a tough question you know, I think we're made it this kind of it, it changes. It changes at first. It's the subject six, the gunslinger. Then it moves to Jex. And then, you know, you can even say at some point the doctor is a bit of a villain. Um, so it, it does bring up a question that really made me think. And in the case of Jex, we have a person who experimented on some of their race, uh, some Kalars just to be able to win this war. Of course, experimentation on uh, uh, ascension being that's too far, but I think also I, I think of just our history. Do we villainize the people that made the atomic bombs? You know, are they criminals? I mean, they were helping the cause of their people. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like that's a huge gray line that they were scared, skirting around in, in this episode and um, 
Yeah. So I think you can, whatever side you are on, you can say a lot of people are the villain in this episode. Uh, especially, I think at some points, Amy believed the doctor was playing the villain, especially when she had to, to, to raise the gun at the doctor to get him to back off. So it, it's kind of conflicting in this episode, but I love that dynamic. I will say that. Awesome. Lee. Yeah, I agree 100%. And and I would go further to say that for us in the audience, sometimes we're the villain. Mm. Elaborate. Well, I, th- the same thing I was saying about um, uh, Westerns as morality plays, that sometimes events will be presented to us that'll make us sort of stop for a second and go, oh, yeah, I hadn't thought about that before. So depending on who you're siding with at the moment, you find out they're the bad guy. You, Oh, that's what I was thinking. Yikes. Yeah. And I can't think of the episode, but what's the, the, the Donna vacation episode when the doctor's on the train, you know, oh, midnight, yeah, midnight, midnight. It's, it's yeah. points where the, the crowd, you know, even when the doctor first strolls in the town, you know, are you an alien? And they're really ready to just serve him up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yep. so they are ready to hang him. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So to speak. <laughs> so, so I want to keep on this story villain for a moment. I want to ask a follow up question. And my follow up question is, does one's mistake in the past outweigh their future deed? <sighs> That's not an easy answer. <laughs> How grave nope. is the mistake? <laughs> this, this is the death penalty question, right? Because <sighs> and, 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 oh, know, go ahead. we have, we have people who, are incarcerated and serve time waiting for their sentence long enough to become different people. And so the good person they become, that's who gets executed. Mm-hmm. And let me ask a follow-up question. Mm. Who decides who's who decides whose deeds are merit or merit less? Mm-hmm. Who watches the watchman? Yes. I mean seriously, yeah, because no, this is this is really the the philosophy of of culture and and civilization is that somebody has to decide. But but who is it? Who who died and left them in charge? And <laughs> and what do we do when you know when it's wrong? Because if you look at it from the point of view from the people of mercy, this person saved them. You know, they did not die of what was it, cholera? Yeah, yeah. Because of this doctor, they uh, had electricity because mm-hmm. of him. They had X Y Z because of him. However, you look at it from the person who is now a cyborg as a result of his actions. He is not altruistic. He is barbaric. He is vicious. He is keep filling in the blanks. So is it all, no pun intended, relative? And and also I feel like uh, they are trying to correlate the two doctors in this episode, speaking of two doctors, uh, 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 Jex and and, and, um, Matt Smith as being two sides of the same coin. And I think even Jex mentions it briefly. I see some of me and you, you know, but I don't, we haven't gotten to the point where we find out what happened in the war yet, have we? I don't think we have. No, no. So, no. you know, maybe it's forgotten more with Matt Smith doctor than any other one, any of the last two. But um, he did some supposedly did some bad things to end the war, you know, and and depending on what that is, <laughs> you could you could certainly paint the doctor in, in a little bit of the same picture. Um, as, as we're painting Jax in this episode. You know, if there was anything that I think that this um, 
story did do from the point of view of how they presented the cyborg versus the evil a scientist, quote unquote, or the evil doctor, quote unquote, is it reminds us that we're all different people, you know, all through our lives. We meet, we have different meaning for ourselves for different people. And it goes back to what I was asking a moment ago is, you know, it's, it's who, who decides who's good and who's bad. And I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to that. And I don't really think there is an answer to that, but at least I think I wanted to have that conversation and I, I thought it was fun. So cool. Um, I what think I the did- episode wants you to have that conversation. I, I think, I think that's what the screenwriter is up to. And I think that's uh, what the showrunner is up to. They, they, they want this episode to be about that. So. Mm. Well, if that be the case, then this, even if it had its good and its bad aspects, the ultimate end for the episode is met if that is the ultimate end. Yeah. Because we just we just proved them right. Yep. So I want to go a different route and get out of this deep thought. And I want to talk <laughs> about dropping us off, meaning at the end, you know, the doctor saying, let's go here. Let's do this and let's do that. And Amy specifically says, drop us off. So I want to know what you guys thought of that. And a question that I do not have an answer to that I'm just curious about, because there may not be an answer to it. How long do we think Amy and Rory actually spent traveling with the doctor? And I don't mean how long they were in the TARDIS. I'm talking about, let's say they were early 20s when they met the doctor proper, and then they are X number of years old when they go to Manhattan. So what would you think that time frame would be? Either one of you. Yeah, I I just... Initially thought it was the the time frame of show show running years, you know, however long that is. That's what I thought it was. But, you know, I really hadn't even thought about it until you mentioned it. Lee, what about you? The version of this episode that I have is the one from BBC, which ends with the next time trailer. Did, did you did you have the next time trailer? No, the next time I know what's coming, I see it yeah. but 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 no, um, it didn't show me next. Time. The the trailer pitches the idea that we are going to in this next episode we're going to deal with this question up front. Um, so it's it's not in this episode, <laughs> but in at the end of this episode, you know, I saw the teaser for the, the next episode, and they and the Amy says to the doctor, "Our friends are going to notice that we're aging faster than they are." Yes. So that that tells me, even though I, there's no evidence inside this episode, that tells me that a good deal of time is passing. Mm. Enough that she's worried that people are going to start saying, "Are you okay?" <laughs> Because <laughs> you you look five years older than when I saw you last. Yeah, and on top of that, in in one episode after that, Amy's wearing glasses. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So that is crazy. In order to keep up with the point. continuity continuity of their life, they have to really kind of go back to the point they left from, and they're just aging. They're aging, traveling with the doctor. Mm-hmm. That's then mm. that next time trailer ends with Rory saying to her and they're they're sitting very pleasantly on their in their their garden you know drinking a glass of wine and he says it's like we have two lives our real life and doctor life we got to choose and that's the yep. <laughs> that's the exclamation point on which that trailer ends yep indeed so, and buy your tickets because 
We've yep. got a trip coming. Yep. It's next week. Yep. So we have week after, well, a week after next is a trip and mm. it's a big trip. Spoilers. 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 All right. But you know what's not spoilers? What is not spoilers is I have come to the end of my list of items. So I need to ask the two of you, are there any items that you guys wanted to cover that we have not before we get into our favorite scene? Yeah, I will go first. Isaac, the sheriff. Now, we did say these are British people probably playing Americans, but Isaac is actually portrayed by Ben Browder. And I did not notice this until I just looking back through through some of the wikis. But this dude, I, I love this guy. He, he's, and I did not recognize him. He's American him. and he's been on uh, uh, Stargate. He was on Farscape. I think Farscape was his first big uh-huh. show. He was the, the lead guy on there. Um, after the main people from SG one left, he moved over to Stargate and he's actually awesome. And Farscape is a decent series with a lot of hints and stuff in it. So if you're into that, check it out. Cause I, I, I watched that from the beginning in. I, I loved it. One of the best intros that, I, that I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. I cannot believe I did not recognize him because I really liked him in Stargate and I actually watched most of Farscape because of him. Yeah, so. he's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. And and, and what a great character, too. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. I, I really liked him, and I just – you feel like, oh, thank God. There's somebody with a, with a good head on his shoulders. It's it's what you, you, you want the marshal in these communities to be. That's who he is. Yeah. And he will he will literally take a bullet for somebody else and does. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I thought his American accent was very good. <laughs> So, <laughs> a little suspicious. It's like that Mark Shepard guy. His was really good too. <laughs> All right. So, Lee, any any topics from you that we have well, not covered? You know how I love this kind of stuff. The uh, the security software in uh, the Alien Doctor's ship uh, in Collar Jex's ship is uh, <laughs> called Abraxas Security Software. And um, it does the Douglas Adam things of having a, a very uh, cheerful voice as it tells you that you're about to die <laughs> and uh, yeah. and gives you the quick commercial. Thank you for choosing Abraxas Security Software, incinerating <laughs> intruders for three centuries. <laughs> <laughs> like you need to know that with your dying breath. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I, I always love that when screenwriters do something like this, what what uh, what Toby has dropped into our laps here is the word Abraxas, which is uh, um, it's not really an, an anagram. It's um it's a made up word. All words are made up, but it's a, <laughs> it, it's actually a numerical value. Uh, it is Greek letters that uh, represent the number 365. And it was made up by the, um, the Gnostics, ancient Greece and Rome. And, um, that's interesting because they thought there was a mystical value to coming up with a word that represented the number of days in the year. And some believe that there were 365 circles of spheres of existence of heaven and hell and everything. Hmm. That's that's before we knew there was anything besides us, I think. <laughs> but uh, yeah, oh, it must be because it's that's the number of days in our year. <laughs> yeah, anyway. But um, but but the Gnostics who would who would be interested in in coining a term like Abraxas, they they believed you can you can see how early Christian thought gets gets uh, informed by this. You know, a couple of hundred years later, the idea that everything in the physical world is inherently bad. And everything in the spiritual world is inherently good. Hmm. So the less of the physical world you can be involved with, the the gooder you are. <laughs> it, it's it's the earth that brings you down, right? Hmm. So 
so he drops the word Abraxas into this story that is about, well, when the day is done, what's good and what's bad, right? So I don't think that's a coincidence. And I just, I just love that he did that. He went for a word, but he, you know, he could have called it anything because it's gone in a second. But he chose that word. Isn't that interesting? So Very that's interesting. It. That's all I got. All right. So favorite scene, Clarence Brown, favorite scene. What's your favorite scene? Uh, I had a few, but I'll say my two favorites are kind of one and the same in a sense. So the first one is when we see um, Isaac actually, you know, take that shot to, to save to save someone. And, you know, he dies. He dies, unfortunately. And the doctor just almost happenstance, <laughs> you know, picks up the 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 sheriff badge and stands up and now he's the sheriff you know um i just like how that kind of flowed and played out but by the end of the episode we see where the gunslinger is sort of the sheriff figure so just both of those moments where you know seemed like it's the build-up to that in both of those instances were something I, I really liked and those moments were my favorite awesome lee favorite scene. yep the same, I, uh, it, that specific scene and also this confrontation. Again, the, the central moral question between the doctor and Amy. Um, when she says, what's happened to you? Mm. When did killing suddenly become an option? And, and mm. the doctor says, and this makes sense because we know who he is and he's 1,200 years old, right? And, he's, you know, he's, and he says, today I honor the victims first. His, the masters, the Daleks, all the people who've died because of my mercy. Mm. It's a good argument. Mm -hmm. Mm. And then Amy says, see, this is what happens when you travel. Yeah. Don't and travel along. And she's right, too. And, <laughs> and, and it's, it's the guys, because Rory was very much on the doctor's side. It was like they're just thinking with their stone cold logic. And Amy's thinking mm -hmm. with her heart. You know? Yeah. No, you can't. You can't do that. That's not how we roll, she says. Mm. <laughs> I'm so shocked that neither one of you picked this one. I'm actually glad because I actually get to use this one now. So mm. mine was a, a scene between Walter, who was the young 18-year-old mm. uh, kid, and then, of course, the doctor. And the doctor says to Walter, he says, but that's how it all started. Jex turned someone into a weapon. Now that same story is going to make you a killer too. Don't you see? Violence doesn't end violence. It extends it. And I don't think you want to do this. I don't think you want to become that man. Walter says, there's kids here. The doctor says, I know who I can save if you'll let me. Walter, back to the doctor, says, he really worth the risk? And the doctor says, don't know, but you are. Yep. That that was just cool. I just loved how the doctor says, don't know, but you are. Mm -hmm. So and, that's and my love, favorite thing. Don't you also love how, how, how that gets bookended at the end with the doctor and uh, just sort of exchanging looks. There's not an exchange of dialogue between them at all. And they playfully, you know, they sort of finger shoot each other. They, they <laughs> pretend to draw on each other. Yeah. But uh, in the end, the kid tips his hat to it it's uh yes the doctors made a made a convert for life yes You're right cool so favorite quote and i'm going to start with this this is what the doctor says to amy and rory right after that scene and i just thought it was cool but true frightened people give me a dalek any day <laughs> yeah. so that's my favorite quote yeah 
Lee Shackelford, I'll go the opposite direction this time. Favorite quote, what's yours? I, I, there is a line of uh, the 11th Doctors that I say all the time, and I forgot it comes from a town called Mercy. Hmm. So it's got to be my favorite line here. I see keep out signs as suggestions more than actual orders, like dry clean only. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Because you want to know what I thought when they said that. But what's going to happen if you don't dry clean? But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's okay. That's I think that's why that's brilliant, you know. Sometimes it doesn't matter. It's okay. <laughs> anyway. Clarence Brown, what about you? Uh, mine goes back to that face-off between Amy and the doctor where Amy accidentally pops off a few shots. And <laughs> Isaac just says, everyone who isn't an American, drop your gun. <laughs> 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 so good. Yep. That is definitely my runner up for favorite line of the episode. <laughs> and so true. It's so true. Yeah. Mm. All right. <laughs> you can tell by their accents. They, they're not part of the culture. <laughs> but you know what is part of the culture? Ooh. Final rating. And Ooh. final rating, Clarence Brown. What say you? I think I'm going to go with a 4.2. And I loved all, again, I loved all the Western tropes in this episode. I feel like they were going for a good story where it, you know, may just fell a little bit short in some aspects. But I do think the message, um, this big gray area message of who the who the villain or the 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 champion is in this episode really, really resonated with me. So I go, to, you know, four point two. All right, Lee Shackelford, what say you? But trying to think of what my thing would be all day today, what I settled on was I'm going to give this three and a half. Short circuiting electric lights. Mm. Those right. lights were dangerous. Indeed. <laughs> well, I, I forgot to give mine. Four point two <laughs> egg ships. Yes, egg ships. Okay. Hey, what, what do you expect uh, Robin Williams to be in there? Don't don't you? <laughs> nanu nanu. Do you have to be of a certain age to expect Robin Williams to be in there? Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh wow. So I, so I was actually going to use the light. So you took the lights from me. That's fine. That's fine. I'm going to come up with a different one. I'm going to say, I'm going to give it simply because your conversation that I just had with the two of you made me actually appreciate th this a little better than what I did. So I'm going to give it a 3.9 sh sheriff's badges out of five how about that watching over the town <laughs> yes all right so for everyone listening we hope that you enjoyed but before we go i have one final question for my esteemed co-host and that is where else might you be found on the internet or what are you watching or reading that you would like to share with everyone lee shackleford i'll start with you Oh, dear. Well, um, sheesh, I, I don't. Too boring for this question. Um, I am always exploring the world of silent film. It's easy for us sitting here in the 21st century forget that there were, there was 30, call it 40 years of cinema around the world before we had synchronized sound. And there were some amazing, amazing films made in that time, most of which have been lost to us forever. But uh, if you can get past the, the stigma, why would I want to watch a movie that's silent? 
Um, once you push past that, you will see the most amazing things. So I am just, uh, I've just gotten down deep in here lately of exploring silent. And, and of course, my cinema students this week, they're watching two of the greats, which you know, don't, don't take some arm twisting to make people watch, um, uh, Buster Keaton's The General and Harold Lloyd's Safety Last. Um, so I recommend those highly to any, anybody. And of course, they're in the public domain. So just get on the web and search for The General or safety last. There you go. That's what I'm up to. Awesome. Yeah. Clarence Brown. Uh, I would just say, if you want to join in on the conversation, check us out by going to our Facebook group, Discussing Network, facebook.com slash groups slash Discussing Network. Leave a comment um, or, you know, just chat it up with, with the rest of the people there. All of the members. We'd appreciate having you. We'd love to have you. Awesome. Yay. And I will end with something that I actually should have led the episode with, but better late than never, as they always say, which is if you are using Apple Podcast and you are listening to us on Apple Podcast, please leave us a rating. Of course, we would love to have a five-star rating, but just leave us a rating of whatever you think you would like to give. And also, if you write us a review, we will review your review or read your review <laughs> on the show. So for everyone listening, thank you for spending once again some time with us. As Lee likes to say, which it is so true, you did not have to do it. And we appreciate it. And with that, we will be back next time. Dun, dun, You've been listening to The Discussing Network. Find out more at DiscussingNetwork.com.